This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hello, and welcome to In the Limelight, Vanity Fair's entertainment and pop culture podcast. I'm Josh Duboff, Vanity Fair senior writer, and I'm here today with Julie Miller, Vanity Fair senior Hollywood writer. On In the Limelight, we analyze the ins and outs of pop culture, entertainment, and celebrity from the past week, from the Kardashians to Kate Middleton and everything in between. And an exciting programming note, next week Josh and I are actually recording a crossover episode with Panoply's When Meghan Met Harry. So Josh and I will be meeting their host, James Barr and Kristen Meinzer, who I feel like are kind of the bizarro Julie and Josh next week. So stay tuned. Segments from our conversation will be airing on both In the Limelight and When Megan Met Harry. On this week's episode, we are going to continue our quest to explain, investigate, introduce you to a new uh, pop culture figure. And this week, it's Leonardo DiCaprio's new girlfriend. And we will also be checking in on Ms. Markle. Ever heard of her? (laughs) But first, let's check in with Leo's new gal. New flavor, flavor of the hopefully more than... It's been three months now. Wow, I like I like how just even within this intro, we have gotten very optimistic. I, I'm really trying. Um, Josh, have you heard anything about Camila Marone? No, I have not. Well, I've seen the name and headlines, and you texted me over the weekend, which got us going on this topic about who exactly she is, which I had no idea. Yes, this kind of came across our uh, transom from a very unexpected source. My husband, Ryan, who's more of a sports guy, he's not at all into celebrity. And he brought up the fact that Leonardo DiCaprio is dating this model actress named Camilla Marone. She's Argentinian, and she is the daughter of Al Pacino's girlfriend, so just take a moment to visualize this whole family tree of Hollywood celebrities dating each other. Uh, they are all across the news outlet. The hard, hard CNN breaking news alerts that Julie and I both subscribe to. They were photographed over the weekend grabbing breakfast. Leo in his uniform of hoodie over the head, sunglasses, and a toothpick out of the mouth. And Camilla... Uh, just looking lovely as usual. W Magazine noted kind of snarkily that Leo actually changed things up for a minute because Camilla is a brunette and not a blonde. Mm, That is out of character for him. So good for Leo for stepping outside of his wheelhouse just this once. Um, But I am just fascinated by this. Page six points out that Leo, who's 43, is actually older than his girlfriend's mother. The girlfriend's mother is 38. His girlfriend is 20. The mother is 38. She's younger than Leo. How old is Al Pacino? 77. Al Pacino is dating Lucila Sola. She is 38. So I feel like this is some sort of celebrity math (laughs) equation for the ages. Let me break out the calculator here. Al Pacino and his girlfriend, that's a 39-year age difference. 
Leo, that's only a 23 year age difference. So Al Pacino has Leo beat on this one. <laughs> beat being used in never, probably ever in that context. I need a whiteboard. I need this. I need this. Visual. Reminds me, this reminds me last week when we were getting into how Baskin Champion is dating Justin Bieber as a result of that her sister is dating Patrick Schwarzenegger. These webs, Hollywood weaves, who can ever predict? Wait, I my know. question though is do we know how Al initially met Lucila slash who, what she does or who she is? I believe she's an actress as well. They're both mother and daughter are gorgeous. I would compare them to looking like Sofia Vergara. I just Googled Lucila Sola. The first thing that comes up are two videos. One says Al Pacino looking short next to sexy girlfriend Lucila Sola. And it's uploaded to YouTube in 2016. Then another video, this one is unclear when, oh no, that this one was up to, uploaded last year that says 77th Heaven, Al Pacino kisses Lucila Sola in Mexico. What great video content. Whoever came up with that headline, 77th Heaven, I, I just want to meet that person so much. Leo and Camilla have been dating for four months now. Uh, the Sun reports that they actually spent Christmas together in Colorado. Mm. Okay, so Page Six reports that last week, Leo actually attended a screening of Al Pacino's Salome. Page Six says, we're told that Lucila and daughter Camilla have known Leo for many years. Mm. That goes along, which people said that uh, Leo was a family friend of Lucila and Camilla. Also interesting, I'm looking back in Lucila's Instagram account, and she has a picture with her daughter wearing a kind of chic, um, looks like a captain's hat, <laughs> like, an, like a sort of aviator look. And meanwhile, Lucila, the mother's wearing like a fur vest. They have some great looks going on. And she says, tonight is your night, baby llama. So I wonder if that's what like her pet name is for her. Can't even... A baby llama can't even wait. It can't even tell you how proud I am. Cammy Marone never going back. Sundance. So Julie, this must have been a Sundance film that Cammy was appearing in. Josh, she has a lifestyle blog, CammyMarone.com. There's a hyphen in between Cammy and Marone, and it's kind of an interesting portal if you've ever wanted to know what an interesting <laughs> portal. That's I was not expecting that to be the first descriptor. What did you find there? She actually, a couple of years ago, one of her entries, she reviewed the award season movies. And this was oh. a couple of years back when Leo was on the awards circuit for Revenant. And she actually reviews the movie. It's kind of amazing. Wait, this is, this is, this is Al's girlfriend, not Leo's girlfriend. No, this is Leo's girlfriend. Oh, okay. What did she say? Okay, so this is before dating Leo, two, three years before dating Leo. This is some investigative journalism that I am here for. Like this is the kind of this is the kind of tracking I love. Let me read you the top of the post so we can really get into okay. the mindset. It's called recent movies. Wow, she really cuts to the quick with that with the titles. We should take some tips for her instead of our pun-laden titles. Oh, we really should. Okay, with award season creeping up, I have an abundance of movies to watch. My family is part of the Academy. 
as you can imagine, they receive a billion creaners. Okay, typo, but you know what? She's doing this alone. She doesn't have a support system. That's okay. Around this time every year, I lock myself in my room on weekends and watch all of the nominated films. Okay, now what really gives us perspective here is that she gives a glowing review about Joy, the Jennifer Lawrence biopic, which you will recall did not get glowing reviews from most critics. My mom and I went to the Joy premiere in New York because my mom is friends with people on the production team. I love everything Jennifer Lawrence does, and Joy was no exception. Okay, that was just a very brief, I wanted to like set up the scene. To just no, that's good to know. It's good to know that's her style, and also we now we know about something about her taste. She also likes to work in personal details, bringing right. in the mother's connection to the production staff. So we know she's really in the industry. <laughs> I want to go back to school to write. We should write our dissertation on this. Sicario is a really good blurb too. I stumbled upon Sicario by accident. I wanted to go to the movies, but hadn't heard of anything amazing. At the ticket booth, I asked the man who worked there which movie he heard good things about. He instantly said Sicario. So I trusted him and bought two tickets for the next Sicario showing. Parenthetical here, she does not note who she was with. I normally wouldn't have trusted a stranger since movie opinions are so personal, but let me tell you, that man was right. Sicario was one of the best movies I have seen this year. I love how she weaves in the personal narrative. It's like she really can bring brings plot into these reviews. I was on the edge of my seat to see what movie was going to get suggested to her. I know, 99 Homes. I did not expect this movie to be as good as it was. Everest, an on-the-edge, suspenseful thriller. I like how she doesn't really dig much deeper than just her blanket initial take. She's like, that that one was good, and that's that. So note that she has given every single movie she's reviewed here a positive, positive uh, note, except for The Revenant. What did she say? I had been dying to watch The Revenant ever since the trailer came out a few months ago. I'm a huge Leo and Tom Hardy fan, which that's a little weird that that exists on the internet, that she was a fan before she started dating. Okay. Mm. The first time I noticed Tom Hardy's acting was in Mad Max. I know, pathetic. Revenant was overly hyped up, and by the time I saw it, I wasn't too impressed. Maybe it throws your judgment off when people speak so highly about something. Leo and Tom Hardy's acting was beyond amazing. This may be the year Leonardo DiCaprio finally wins an Oscar. And boy, was she a soothsayer. He did. Wow. Interesting reflection by her. I like how she gets kind of introspective about the how the movie was overhyped for her. Right. I mean, Josh, you really need to spend just a second. I think you'll get a lot of enjoyment from this lifestyle blog. I want her and Megan and... Like everyone who's like ever gotten into the lifestyle game to have some sort of summit, right? But I just love how kind of earnest Cammy is. She she doesn't try to like pass herself off as an expert. Like she could have name checked. I believe her mother was dating Al Pacino at that time, but she doesn't. She doesn't throw that in there. I agree. I like how this is pretty. I'm kind of intrigued by the. I don't know the layout of the site it's a little hard to navigate i don't know why i'm like coming after her web designs right now but i'm at this post it's about how she's saying that 
uh, you should have flowers in your own home. Did you see that? Oh, no. Any passages to read aloud there? Pick however many individual stems you'll be using, lay them next to the mason jar to see where you will need to cut them, and cut them where the mason jar ends. Oh my god, a very, very going micro. (laughs) She loves her mason jars. Always cut in a diagonal direction and purchase flower scissors. They are $8 and very worth it. Optional, hand pick off the leaves for a cleaner look. And then you fill the mason jar halfway with water. I heard putting a, oh my gosh, hot tip. I heard putting a pill of aspirin in the water makes the flowers last longer. Oh my God, I would love to fact check that. Maybe we should try that on our own feed later today. If you cut the flower stems in water, allowing the first thing drawn up to be pure H2O, they last much longer. I believe everything she's putting down here. Do you think Leo, Al, Camila, and Lucia double date? And what are those conversations like if so? Mm. You know, I could definitely see in any other circumstance Al and Leo being so down for, you know, a five-course great Italian meal, get those bottles of red going, (laughs) everyone in cargo shorts and polo shirts. But I feel like what's throwing me off, and normally I would say, of course, they would go on double dates, is I just feel like it's so weird to go on a double date with your mother. Like, I I don't see the girls being down. Do you know what I mean? Julie looks like she thinks they would be fine with it. I just feel like that's throwing me off. Right. And that is a really good call. (laughs) But I don't know. Some people have different relationships with their mother than I do. Maybe in their world, this is completely normal. Right. Also, just by following this math here, if Lucila's 38 and Camila's 20, Lucila had Camila when she was, she was 18. 18. So maybe they're closer. They kind of have a more sisterly yeah. relationship. Good call. Good call. They're closer in age than some other daughter combos. Maybe this is not that wild to them. I don't know. My big question, though, is because every time you see Leo, he's always in the hoodie. He always has the sunglasses on. If he were to go out to dinner with Al Pacino, who's an older, more, I would say, more respected actor, does he change out of the hoodie out of like a sign of respect? Oh, interesting. I feel like Al, though, isn't known. What's Al's style? You would know better than me. I feel like he's pretty casual, too. I don't really feel like they're the type to get into the three-piece suits for dinner. So I'm going to throw at you the question that we kind of grappled with last week about the champion sisters. If you were, if, oh, we'll, we'll change it a little. If, you're, if you had like your dear girlfriend from for life, like your BFF from high school, and she called you and was like, Julie, you can't tell anyone this. Really crazy. I know you're not going to believe me, but it's true. I'm dating. And she either says Al Pacino or she says Leonardo DiCaprio. Which one are you more concerned? <laughs> In which case are you more just like straight up excited? Al Pacino. Interesting. Why is that? Just because Al Pacino, he's a little off the grid. I feel like Leo, every time you read about him, he's out at a nightclub. like, mm. And he just runs through those girls so quickly. So th- many, so many. Yep. I think Al is a little bit more faith. Like he has longer term relationships, relationships than we've seen. In fact, we, Julie and I ourselves, only about a year ago, Leo was dating Nina Agdal. 
in the same sushi restaurant we were in. Right, right. A moment of remembrance for Nina. What about you, Josh? Who would you be more excited about? I see. I completely, completely get your answer. And I feel like I, from a just pure, like how the relationship trajectory might go and what she's in for, I guess I should be happier for them. Uh, And, you know, if it was Al, but from like a just selfish, like I want to hear details. I want to meet up with you guys at a bar and hang out with Leo. I would probably be more excited about Leo. Right. I feel like you'd have good stories with someone dating Leo. I feel like Al probably has a more low-key nightlife. Maybe not. Does, does Al like go out to the clubs? Next time you interview Al in a ballroom, you have to ask what his like social calendar is like and what he thinks about Leo and his girlfriend's daughter dating. Well, I just love picturing the double dates because how do you even like pick an activity when there are so many generations? <laughs> available like 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 how do you come up with a movie that everyone wants to see and clearly cammy's picky when it comes to her movies so that you have that added in there and then you have the generational issues of a 77 year old and a 20 year old having to figure out the same like restaurant they want to go to and making small talk i can't see al pacino just making small talk like al referencing a movie to this 20 year old who's dating his friend and also is his girlfriend's daughter this is so much going on here Right. I really want to be a fly on the wall, though. Um, And while we're on the subject of celebrities, younger, beautiful girlfriends, thank you to everyone who reached out with feedback on Baskin. Yes, we got some really like I was amazed or I guess we have our network is so great with our podcast listeners who always seem to be connected to these things. But so many people had connections to her. I mean, we felt a connection to her, but like, <laughs> no, real no, connections. no, but, but I mean, literally like people who said like, oh, I went to high school with her. You know what I'm talking about? Right. And they also alerted us that her first name is not Baskin. Yes. We, we learned an important piece of info, which is that, which makes sense because we were, we were a little confused about how one family produced a Baskin and an Abbey, but it turns out Baskin is her middle name. Right. I think her first name was Ashley. Sarah, I think. One of those. Only the most accurate info gleaned from here. But thank you guys all for your Baskin info. Well, I'm thrilled that we got to kind of break into this uh, Cami Marone situation. I know. I hope she reactivates her blog. I hope we, if you have, if you know stuff about her, let us know. Uh, we are, I want her to meet Baskin. I feel like they'd have a lot to talk about dating Justin and Leo. If you have any information on what these these couples do for double dates. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.
All right, but let's, before we leave, check in with Megan, obviously. There is some good tidbits, which I kind of combed through because there was like, there are a bunch of them sort of on the internet about this new Andrew Morton book about Megan that is going to be coming out soon, but their excerpts have started coming out. Um, And us. Why didn't you write the definitive Megan biography? Good question. Um, (laughs) Andrew Morton got to it first. I'm going to write the Megan five years later one. Okay. So I pulled out the two tidbits I thought were most interesting. One is that Us Weekly tried to frame this as like the time Meghan Markle avoided Donald Trump, which obviously was intriguing to me. So I clicked on it. And this actually, we're going to leap back in time to 2006 when Meghan was on Deal or No Deal as one of the briefcase girls, which uh, a fact about her TMZ will never let you forget. Um, After briefly working for the U.S. Embassy in Brazil, she returned to L.A. She was set for a career in showbiz, and she was paid $800 an episode to be one of the briefcase girls on Deal or No Deal. That seems kind of low, wouldn't you think? Yeah, I don't... I I think we need to do, like, a side investigation into their um, payment practices, because I agree with you. That is not enough money to open a briefcase in the kind of outfits they had to wear on television. Right, right. Um, Morden writes, though, that they, that she avoided one celebrity guest on the show, future President Donald Trump. The businessman who was promoting The Apprentice gave the models his card and invited them to play golf at one of his courses. But Tamika Jacobs, a fellow briefcase girl, told Morden, Trump was super creepy, but some girls were attracted to money and power and took his number. Megan was one of the girls who gave him a wide berth. Wow. Okay. So she's not just, she had the chance to go for a celeb earlier. And she, she did not take the card. She did not go to the golfing course. And I think that is a really indicative, powerful detail. Point for Megan. Point for Megan. Though I do kind of feel like when I saw this headline about how she avoided Trump, I was expecting something a little more dramatic and confrontational than this, but hey. Um, I also feel like Tamika must know other details, so I hope she spilled about what really went on on set with Megan in 2006, because I feel like there must be more. Right. I bet. Do you think it's going to all just come out, like, in the week before the wedding? Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like, as we said last week, with the timing of things, I feel like we're getting now into the home stretch, and I think we're going to start the clip of these kind of revelations about Megan are going to come at such an intense rate that we're going to have to do, like, seven podcasts a week when we get, like, up until right there. And then, Julia, I have a new place for us to visit because to put on our California itinerary because one of the other details that Andrew Morton uncovered was that a few months before she met the Queen, Megan went to a place called the Rose Tree Cottage in Pasadena for afternoon tea. Um, And it was there that she learned all the protocols she had to know before um, she went to her tea with the Queen, including crooking her finger as she held her cup and saucer. Oh my goodness. So... We clearly need to go to this place in Pasadena. I looked it up. Uh, they have six rules for afternoon tea at this inn. So, Julie, for us to keep in mind before we go, please turn off cell phones, which means we will not be able to Instagram story from tea, though you know Julie and I will break that rule. If you can count on anyone to disregard a cell phone rule, it's Julie and me. Gentlemen have to wear a jacket and tie. So, I'll have to break out a tie for this. Julie, no shorts or flip-flops for you. Deal breaker. I'll have to remove my cap and or hat. 
and there are no photographs inside. So no one could take a photo of Megan, probably. Maybe that's why she picked this place to practice. What is this place? Have people heard of it before? It sounds like the setting for some sort of fairy tale. The Rose Rose Tree Tree Cottage. Cottage. How far are you from Pasadena? How far of a drive is that? About 30 minutes, but we can swing it. Oh my gosh, we are going there. I know. The website is kind of crazy. It's an English village shop it's so it's like i guess british even though it's located in pasadena is that normal um i got is there like a a raging british scene in pasadena um and like some of the things they serve are like it's a mouth-watering selection of finger sandwiches including the all-time favorite english cucumber and there's roast beef with yorkshire pudding wow So, so it's like a very she really went to get the full UK tea experience, experience in Pasadena. Oh, so oh. count on her, well-researched as ever, to find the best approximation before she was going to go meet the queen. I am on the Yelp page and I need to deliver to deliver you a few of these reviews. I can't wait because I was about to tell you, it says here that the Rose Tree Cottage is the perfect venue for baby and wedding showers, birthday teas, memorial teas, and private parties. So we're definitely doing one of our next birthdays there. But what do the Yelp reviews say? What do we know about the place Megan learned everything she knows? The most recent review. I am still walking on a cloud for the wonderful experience at Rose Tree Cottage. My girlfriends and I went for my birthday and everyone had an amazing time. Edmund escorted us all to our table where there were the most exquisite champagne glasses filled with elderberry liquor, no alcohol, with a half a raspberry floating on top. He escorted all my girlfriends, not only me. That's why they have special or specific seating time so he can give everyone the full experience. They took our coats and purses and attended to everyone's every need. The food was great and the tea as well. They only serve one kind of tea and one decaf. Edmund took my hat and gave me a beautiful tiara. Wait, what? And a bit later came back and we did a mini foxtrot to music coming from a Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers black and white movie playing in the background. Josh, I've never been to high tea in England, but I'm thinking this is the closest thing to it in L.A. As we walked out, we took photos outside and he insisted we were escorted with an umbrella to our cars because it was raining. The experience is what matters here. I felt as if I entered a different world. Rose Tree Cottage is a hidden gem in the middle of a big city. We will definitely be back. Wait. So do you think, now obviously my first thought, do you think they put the tiara on Megan? If there was a tiara in the back, and that can clearly be brought out for such occasions. I think I might have to call them as soon as we end this and get some... I'm coming out for this. I I think it's it's also interesting to me, Edmund, do you think all the people who work there, it's like a requirement that they're like tried and true UK, I don't know... Nationals. I don't, I don't know. I do want to balance this out with one of the one-star reviews. And I do, I should note, though, that this has 163 reviews, four stars. So most of them are very good. But what I, was, I can't wait to hear what the complaint was. I took my daughter here because I had a wonderful time the last time I had tea at the old location about 10 years ago. This is from Esmeralda Y. Things have changed. It still feels cozy like at the previous location, yet this new place feels like a hoarder's dwelling. <laughs> Hence, they don't allow you to take pictures. I love us for real that, like, 
theorizing that the reason why there's oh my gosh there's a no photo policy is because of their hoarding hoarding so wait is there her implication that there's like clutter everywhere i guess oh my gosh you might take a picture of their dirty bathroom and storage room aka private event room the price is too high for so scones served with cat hair I understand that the ambiance is meant to be cozy. I would suggest keeping the cute little white cat out of the kitchen, though. Tea for two, $108. Esmeralda needs to review every locale in the U.S. There was cat hair in her tea? Or in the sandwiches? Oh, God. I mean, this, oh my gosh, there's, I am sending you a picture of Edmund right now. How did you get? How did how did anyone get the photos? Since there are no photos allowed. Outdoors, outdoors. <laughs> also, Esmeralda has a good point of that. It's a little curious. You're not allowed to take photos inside. <laughs> oh my goodness, Edmund is. He looks right out of Downton Abbey. He is a gentleman. He's wearing white gloves. He looks. Or I mean, like more like a Halloween version of Downton Abbey. Wow, I cannot believe this is where Megan learned how to do tea. It's a little cheesy, and I sort of feel like it's a little... You might think she'd go somewhere a little... I guess there was no photos, but a little more low profile. Right. It sounds like this is kind of like a theme park, you know? Right. Oh, my gosh. Okay, this is an average review. To be fair, let me start off with pros and cons. Pro, they're very nice here. The staff is absolutely sweet. Owners are very nice. Food is great. No complaints there. Cons. I hate to say it, but the cottage itself is a bit dirty. The bathroom was not clean, and the cottage smelled old and dusty. The shop is so crowded and cluttered, you feel like you will knock stuff off over at any moment. Also, they do a bit of a hard sell for items in their store. To the point where they brought out coats to model after tea and pointed out sale items. Do you think they tried to do the sell on Megan? I mean... This is, it's an interesting theory about the, that you can't take the photos because the interior is not in great shape. Also, it sounds like this bathroom really needs a cleaning. <laughs> now mentioned in multiple reviews. Josh, what are we going to do? Are we still going to go? Oh my gosh. Yeah, we're going. I love that Edward has multiple uniform or Edmund has multiple uniforms. He also appears to switch out. Oh, this is, this is the saddest yet. So everyone takes a photo with Edmund on the the porch right on the front porch and hanging on the front porch is the sad flag the British flag British flag it's but it's not a good quality British flag yikes I wonder if they're gonna do a special package for the Harry Meghan wedding that's a really good call if I were if I were their marketing lead I would be on that um well this is amazing I'm, i feel like i didn't even realize how much i needed to go to this place where megan learned how to have tea with the queen also did edmund teach megan <laughs> i sort of feel like he was the one who taught i know i kind of feel like edmund we should kind of try to get an exclusive interview with him deserves more credit okay i'm gonna try to secure it after this all right um and then our last note is uh it was just easter weekend um and in somewhat, I guess, curious fashion, the whole crew, the Royal A-Team, went out to Windsor for the Easter services. And 
Harry and Meghan were the only ones not part of the the pack. The Queen was there, Beatrice and Eugenie, Kate, who's now done making her official appearances because she's on like you know about you know, very getting very close to having her third child. wasn't there even showed up. So really, Harry and Meghan were conspicuously absent. And Hello Magazine said that the reason is that they spent the holiday in private. Though the lo- and the lovebirds were most likely enjoying some downtime out of the public eye, though it is, and this is kind of mysterious, not known where they actually spent the holiday weekend. Julie, do you wow. find this? Do you find this in any way curious? What is the truth? Um, and then this is just an added note, which I f- forwarded you, Julie. I got an email today that just had one it had just a subject line so there was, cryptic. there was nothing in the email it did not come from someone i know i will maintain this person's uh privacy but the email I, i've never met this person i don't know who it is and all the email said was in the subject line bet you five dollars the wedding is postponed in quotes which I feel like this is some sort of clue. This is an insider. This is Megan herself reaching out to Does this mean I'm going to start getting an email every day with like a new tease? I'm actually a little scared. Did you respond? No, I'm not going to respond. All it says in the subject line is bet you $5 the wedding is postponed. And then combined with the Easter news, I'm a little bit concerned. I know. I'm a little concerned. The timing too. Was very suspicious. Though I will note, we shouldn't get too conspiracy theory about anything yet. Um, I guess in the past, Harry has not attended the formal Easter services. Okay, maybe he's Easter just isn't Harry's. He isn't his thing. My other thought was maybe uh, George and Charlotte requested Harry uh, to kind of watch over them and get into a bunny suit. <laughs> Couldn't you see Harry oh. being into that? I love this theory. That's yes. my thought. I feel like I feel like maybe there's some sort of tradition where Harry and George hang out on Easter. I love that. I really so love I'm that. So I'm going to put that in as the official in the limelight um, theory. Josh, did I tell you I'm hanging out with Gary Janetti, who has the amazing Megan George Instagram feed? That is very week. exciting. When I know you, if people haven't checked it out yet, Gary, as the Family Guy writer, and many of you have actually sent us his grams to make sure we were aware of them. Uh, and they're very funny. It's like a mix of, it's usually like George commentating on Megan, I would say is the most popular trope. He gets right. a little nasty, I will say. Yeah, a little sarcasm. A little snarky, a little sarcasm. George has really taken on a persona of his own in his Instagrams. Right. Where, what, are you, what are you guys going to do? Are you just going to get coffee? We're going to get coffee. I mean, now I might cancel that, reschedule, relocate it to the English Cottage Garden. With yeah, see if, he'll come on the po- Cottage. Should, see if he'll come on the podcast at some point. We can really get his... Uh, scoop dig deep on that okay well this is exciting exciting stuff <laughs> what, a, what a kicker from julie uh that does it for this week's episode of in the limelight thank you so much for listening please remember to as always we love getting the tips and feedback from you guys so send it along please rate review us on apple Podcasts. we really love and appreciate it also feel free to reach out to us on twitter at in the limelight to further discuss anything you can also follow us individually at julie w miller and i'm at jay duboff we also are on instagram at in the limelight pod this episode is produced and edited by daniel roth thanks so much for joining us we'll talk to you next week and until then no bad, no bad energy, energy.